Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace, there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O gladsome light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now, as we come to the setting of the sun, and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy 
with all times, to be praised by happy voices. O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through so far off, O Lord, and hide your face in the time of need and trouble. The ungodly in his pride persecutes the poor. Let him be taken in the crafty schemes that he has imagined. For the ungodly has boasted of his own heart's desire. The covetous holds the Lord in contempt and blasphemes his name. The ungodly is so proud that he cares not for God. Neither is God in any of his thoughts. His ways are always grievous. Your judgments are far above out of his sight, and therefore he defies all his enemies. For he has said in his heart, I shall never be cast down. No harm shall happen to me. His mouth is full of cursing, deceit, and fraud. Under his tongue are ungodliness and vanity. He sits lurking in the thievish corners of the streets, and in his hiding places he murders the innocent. His eyes are set against the poor, for he lies waiting secretly, even as a lion lurks in his den, that he may ravish the poor. He ravishes the poor when he gets him into his net. The innocent is crushed and humbled before him, and the weak cannot stand against his mind. He has said in his heart, God has forgotten. He hides away his face, and he will never see it. Arise, O Lord God, and lift up your hand, Forget not the poor. Why should the wicked blaspheme God? 
while he says in his heart, You, God, do not care. Surely you have seen it, for you behold ungodliness and wrong, that you may take the matter into your hand. The poor commits himself unto you, for you are the helper of the fatherless. Break the power of the ungodly and malicious. Search out his ungodliness until you have brought it all to light. The Lord is King forever and ever and the nations have perished out of the land. O Lord, you have heard the desire of the poor. You prepare their heart, and your ear hearkens to it, to help the fatherless and poor with justice that the one who is of the earth may terrify no more. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. A reading from Susanna. In the time of Daniel, there was a man living in Babylon whose name was Joachim, and he took a wife named Susanna, daughter of Hilkiah, a very beautiful woman and one who feared the Lord. Her parents were righteous and had taught their daughter according to the law of Moses. Joachim was very rich and had a spacious garden adjoining his house, and the Jews used to come to him because he was the most honored of them all. In that year, two elders from the people were appointed as judges. Concerning them the Lord had said, Iniquity came forth from Babylon, from elders who were judges, who were supposed to govern the people. These men were frequently at Joachim's house, and all who had lawsuits came to them. When the people departed at noon, Susanna would go into her husband's garden to walk. The two elders used to see her every day going in and walking about, and they began to desire her. And they perverted their minds and turned away their eyes from looking to heaven or remembering righteous judgments. Both were overwhelmed with passion for her, but they did not tell each other of their distress, for they were ashamed to disclose their lustful desire to possess her. And they watched eagerly day after day to see her. They said to each other, Let us go home, for it is mealtime. And when they went out, they parted from each other. But turning back, they met again. And when each pressed the other for the reason, they confessed their lust. And then together they arranged for a time when they could find her alone. Once, while they were watching for an opportune day, 
She went in as before with only two maids, and wished to bathe in the garden, for it was very hot. And no one was there except the two elders, who had hid themselves and were watching her. She said to her maids, Bring me oil and ointments, and shut the garden doors, so that I may bathe. They did as she said, shut the garden doors, and went out by the side doors to bring what they had been commanded. And they did not see the elders, because they were hidden. When the maids had gone out, the two elders arose, and ran to her, and said, Look, the garden doors are shut, no one sees us, and we are in lust with you, so give your consent, and be with us. If you refuse, we will testify against you that a young man was with you, and this was why you sent your maids away from you. Susanna sighed deeply and said, I am hemmed in on every side, for if I do this thing, it is death for me, and if I do not, I shall not escape your hands. I choose not to do it and to fall into your hands rather than to sin in the sight of the Lord. Then Susanna cried out with a loud voice, and the two elders shouted against her, and one of them ran and opened the garden doors. When the household servants heard the shouting in the garden, they rushed in at the side door to see what had happened to her. And when the elders told their tale, the servants were greatly ashamed, for nothing like this had ever been said about Susanna. The next day, when the people gathered to her husband Joachim, the two elders came, full of their wicked plot to have Susanna put to death. They said before the people, Send for Susanna, daughter of Hilkiah, who is the wife of Joachim. So they sent for her, and she came with her parents, her children, and all her kindred. Now Susanna was a woman of great refinement and beautiful in appearance. As she was veiled, the wicked men ordered her to be unveiled so that they might feast upon her beauty. But her family and friends and all who saw her wept. Then the two elders stood up in the midst of the people and laid their eyes laid their hands upon their head, and she, weeping, looked up toward heaven, for her heart trusted in the Lord. The elders said, As we were walking in the garden alone, this woman came in with two maids, shut the garden doors, and dismissed the maids. Then a young man who had been hidden came to her and lay with her. We were in a corner of the garden, and when we saw this wickedness, we ran to them. We saw them embracing, but we could not hold the man, for he was too strong for us, and he opened the doors and dashed out. So we seized this woman and asked her who the young man was, but she would not tell us. These things we testify. The assembly believed them, because they were elders of the people and judges, and they condemned her to death. Then Susanna cried out with a loud voice and said, O eternal God, who does discern what is secret, who is aware of all things before they come to be. You know that these men have borne false witness against me, and now I am to die, yet I have done none of the things that they have wickedly invented against me. The Lord heard her cry, and as she was being led away to be put to death, God aroused the Holy Spirit of a young lad named Daniel, and he cried with a loud voice, I am innocent of the blood of this woman, All the people turned to him and said, What is this that you have said? Taking his stand in the midst of them, he said, Are you such fools, you sons of Israel? Have you condemned a daughter of Israel without examination and without learning the facts? Return to the place of judgment, for these men have borne false witness against her. Then all the people returned in haste, and the elders said to him, Come, sit among us and inform us, for God has given you that right. 
And Daniel said to them, Separate them far from each other, and I will examine them. When they were separated from each other, he summoned one of them and said to him, You old relic of wicked days, your sins have now come home, which you have committed in the past, pronouncing unjust judgments, condemning the innocent, and letting the guilty go free, though the Lord said, Do not put to death an innocent and righteous person. Now then, if you really saw her, tell me this, under what tree did you see them being intimate with each other? He answered, Under a mastic tree. And Daniel said, Very well, you have lied against your own head, for the angel of God has received the sentence from God and will immediately cut you in two. Then he put him aside and commanded them to bring the other. And he said to him, You offspring of Canaan and not of Judah, beauty has deceived you and lust has perverted your heart. This is how you both have been dealing with the daughters of Israel, and they were intimate with you through fear. But a daughter of Judah would not endure your wickedness. Now then, tell me, under what tree did you catch them being intimate with each other? He answered, Under an evergreen oak. And Daniel said to him, Very well, you also have lied against your own head, for the angel of God is waiting with his sword to saw you in two, that he may destroy you. Then all the assembly shouted loudly, and blessed God who saves those who hope in him. And they rose against the two elders, for out of their own mouths Daniel had convicted them of bearing false witness. And they did to them as they had wickedly planned to do to their neighbor. Acting in accordance with the law of Moses, they put them to death. Thus innocent blood was saved that day. And Hilkiah and his wife praised God for their daughter Susanna. And so did Joachim, her husband, and all her kindred, because nothing shameful was found in her. And from that day onward, Daniel had a great reputation among the people. Here ends the reading. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he that is mighty has magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on those who fear him throughout all generations. He has shown the strength of his arm, He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and has exalted the humble and meek. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent empty away. 
He, remembering his mercy, has helped his servant Israel, as he promised to our fathers, Abraham and his seed from the Acts of the Apostles. So Agrippa said to Paul, You have permission to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched out his hand and made his defense. I consider myself fortunate that it is before you, King Agrippa, I am going to make my defense today against all the accusations of the Jews, especially because you are familiar with all the customs and controversies of the Jews. Therefore I beg you to listen to me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, spent from the beginning among my own nation and in Jerusalem, is known by all the Jews. They have known for a long time, if they are willing to testify, that according to the strictest party of our religion, I have lived as a Pharisee. And now I stand here on trial because of my hope in the promise made by God to our fathers, to which our twelve tribes hope to attain, as they earnestly worship night and day. And for this hope I am accused by Jews, O king. Why is it thought incredible by any of you that God raises the dead? I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things in in opposing the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and I did so in Jerusalem. I not only locked up many of the saints in prison after receiving authority from the chief priests, but when they were put to death I cast my vote against them and I punished them often in all the synagogues and tried to make them blaspheme, and in raging fury against them I persecuted them even to foreign cities. In this connection I journeyed to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. At midday, O king, I saw on the way a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, that shone around me and those who journeyed with me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. And I said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But arise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen me, and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles, to whom I am sending you, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Therefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds in keeping with their repentance. For this reason the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. To this day I have had the help that comes from God, 
And so I stand here, testifying both to small and great, saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said would come to pass, that the Christ must suffer, and that by being the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light both to our people and to the Gentiles. And as he was saying these things in his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you out of your mind. But Paul said, I am not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but I am speaking true and rational words. For the king knows about these things, and to him I speak boldly. For I am persuaded that none of these things has escaped his notice, for this has not been done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. And Agrippa said to Paul, In a short time would you persuade me to be a Christian? And Paul said, Whether short or long, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me this day might become such as I am, except for these chains. Then the king arose, and the governor and Bernice, and those who were sitting with them. And when they had withdrawn, they said to one another, This man is doing nothing to deserve death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, This man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of your people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 
that this evening may be holy, good, and peaceful. We entreat you, O Lord, that your holy angels may lead us in paths of peace and good will. We entreat you, O Lord, that we may be pardoned and forgiven for our sins and offenses. We entreat you, O Lord, that there may be peace in your church and in the whole world. We entreat you, O Lord, that we may depart this life in your faith and fear, and not be condemned before the great judgment seat of Christ. We entreat you, O Lord, that we may be bound together by your Holy Spirit, in the communion of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary and all your saints, and trusting one another and all our life to Christ, we entreat you, O Lord. Grant us, O Lord, we pray, the Spirit to think and do always those things that are right, that we, who can do no good thing apart from you, may by you be enabled to live according to your will. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Lord God, whose Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ, triumphed over the powers of death, and prepared for us our place in the new Jerusalem. Grant that we, who have this day given thanks for his resurrection, may praise you in that city of which he is the light, and where he lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. O God and Father of all, whom the whole heavens adore, let the whole earth also worship you, all nations obey you, all tongues confess and bless you and men, women, and children everywhere love you and serve you in peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 